Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Thank you for downloading this episode. Please give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. I would love to get more ratings and reviews. So if you could do that, that would be so awesome. Today's topic is spiritual sacrifices. What is a spiritual sacrifice? We understand what a sacrifice is, but every time I searched spiritual sacrifice, the results were religious-based. So I will make my own definition today. To me, it's simply a sacrifice made for the highest good that comes from source in whatever form it may take. And you may realize that later on that you made the sacrifice spiritually. So it may not be intentional, meaning I'm deliberately making a spiritual sacrifice. It's something you may recognize later. And why make sacrifices, right? In this world where it seems like no one's making sacrifices these days, what will it do for you and how will it enhance your life? How will a sacrifice enhance your life? One of the most significant spiritual sacrifices I've made was living in a fifth wheel camper for a year and a half. So for those of you that don't know, that's an RV kids, uh, recreational vehicle, and now it's so trendy to do so. I just read an article where college students are now living in vans instead of dorm rooms, and it's a thing. And by the way, I support that 100% because I would have loved to live in a van instead of a dorm room in my college, but that's just me. I had always wanted to live in a tiny home, and my goal in 2016 was to save up enough money to buy land and plop a tiny home there. In fact, I was so serious about the idea that I was about to buy tickets to a tiny home convention or show. It was out in the Midwest. But of course, life changes, right? I met someone, thought I was going to move to Australia, went through a couple of relationships, and then finally met my husband. He was living in this fifth wheel camper that he owned in order to figure out a good place to live in the area because he wasn't from here. He's from Colorado. So we decided that I move into the camper with him and I did for a year and a half. He was there for two and a half years. We both had decent jobs. So people were confused, like, why are you living in an RV? We had our financial goals, including saving up for a down payment for the farm we have now. So his goal that he kept saying over and over was a barn and two cows, a barn and two cows. And we did end up with a barn and two cows, but (laughs) it expanded. And now we have, let's see, we have two barns and six cows. And as of March, 2022, we will have two barns and nine cows. So there you go. So I really had to expand my thinking because remember all I wanted was just a simple life living in a tiny home in the woods and the universe gave me so much more. I wasn't expecting to meet my twin flame soulmate or live on a farm. Those two things caught me by surprise. It's Still a simple life, but more expansive and definitely more inclusive of my spouse. Anyway, I grew spiritually in the camper. Though it was a sacrifice, I grew. When you strip down to the basics like I did, you find out so much about yourself and what you can endure as a human and what you can't. It really (laughs) enhances the 3D experience. 
Okay, so everyone thinks about the romantic idea of traveling the country or the continent in an RV and stopping at places like Yellowstone, Palm Springs, or Acadia in the most beautiful weather. But no one ever discusses what it's really like to live in an RV as your permanent home and also to live in it in winter, my friends. You guys have no idea, but you're about to hear. We chose not to tow it around. It stayed at the campground in one place because that was our home. And if we had an accident on the road, we were screwed. In fact, there was a snowplow that came through in the campground and hit our camper and caused, I would say, maybe a foot long scratch to the camper and we had to have it fixed and that was $1,600. So you can imagine what totaling one of those campers would be like or really injuring one of those campers, right? Really hurting it. So that's why we chose to just keep it in one place. In the winter, that's where I push past my boundaries as a human. I was fine with the small space, only taking 30 minutes to clean the entire camper. Actually, I miss that and I love that. I love the campfires outside. That was kind of romantic and fun. We also had a TV outside so we could watch Netflix while there was a campfire going and we had a picnic table. So we ate outside. I actually really liked that and that was really romantic and fun. I'm an absolute minimalist, so I didn't even have a storage unit. If you can imagine that, I just basically took the clothes on my back and some other things and I was good. But the water situation in the winter, that's what nearly broke me. <laughs> That's what nearly did it. And you're going to find out why. Once a week, Craig had to haul water in a humongous tank. It is so big that it couldn't fit, for example, in my Nissan Rogue. You'd have to have a truck like Craig's where it has a flatbed and you can fit this tank on. And he developed this amazingly intelligent system where he created a pump. So he pumped from the year-round water hydrant, the water, into the water tank. And then from that transferable water tank, he then pumped it into the water tank under the camper, if you can imagine that. And then under the camper was where the water tank sat insulated and it was heated. So we had to be mindful of how much water we were using. And honestly, I see this as a future for our planet if we don't make some drastic changes with regard to climate change, uh, showers were super quick. Washing dishes was super quick. Taking out my contacts, washing hands, everything had to be fast and everything had to be mindful. From a spiritual perspective, it made me think about the earth, how we're consuming water and how much water a human actually needs to live a good life. Do you need to have that 10 minute shower? Trust me, I love the hot five-minute shower. I'm all about it, but can we do it in two minutes, right? Do I like that my faucet can just run and run now that I'm living in a house? Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm not going to lie, but I always try to conserve water when I can because of that experience. That sacrifice has stayed with me for even over two years and probably will stay with me for life after living in the camper. Oh, 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 and the worst part. Oh, we haven't gotten to the worst part. If the temperature dipped below 18 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 7 degrees Celsius, the water tank 
would freeze and we'd have to wait until it thawed out, which would take several days, meaning three to four days. So that meant campground showers in the main facility, which was not fun, and back to going to the bathroom in a bucket or driving to the main campground area. Yep. That was not fun. So the first winter, we didn't realize that we could haul in water. So we were just living without water all winter. Can you imagine? Months of living without water, doing the whole thing where you go to the bathroom in the bucket, or if you can't do that, you're doing number two in the campground facility in a regular bathroom. <laughs> so, you know, it was, uh, it was very... Um, interesting. Let's put it that way. The other major sacrifice was living in the campground itself. Craig, I have to give it to him, chose the best campground setup I've ever seen to this day. Not that I'm the campground expert, but I have never seen anything like this. Every camper had its own plot and trees surrounded each plot. So it was like having your own little property. Most of the neighbors were fine and they were only there on the weekends but we had a couple of interesting people, right? One guy liked to set off fireworks, though it terrified every single dog in the campground, including his dog, by the way. His poor little basset hound would whine and cry. And thank God the campground owners put a stop to it because there were so many complaints. Then we had a neighbor that was an entire family and the son was nuts. I'm sorry. There's nothing nice to say about this guy. I did not get a good vibe from him in the first 10 seconds upon meeting him. Eventually, he caused a lot of drama and wreaked havoc on other neighbors, but not us. We were never really a part of the drama. Keep in mind, we were also flying a lot, so we weren't there as much. So we didn't really get involved in all that. And I had to ask myself spiritually, why is this guy in my field? Why is he on my radar? Sometimes you come across a bad apple to test your patience on a spiritual and metaphysical level. And that's really what I think. I think that's what was happening. I really think it was a test from the universe. One day the guy, no nice way to put it, he kind of went berserk. He was going berserk on another neighbor for something really just ridiculous and illegal, and I won't go into it. That was the only day that really, really affected us. So when he and his family left the camper, I actually went onto their area or their plot, and I did a sage spray and swept the negative energy off the land. Then I went back to my plot and put a boundary of positive energy and light around our camper. It could be a coincidence, but the next day the family was gone. They had been kicked out of the campground and we didn't stay there much longer, but there was no one there in that plot. Then finally someone came in right as we were leaving and they were the nicest couple. So I don't know, maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. So why make sacrifices, right? You hear about the water in the winter, you hear about this crazy neighbor. I understand you're like, I would never make the sacrifice. What will sacrifices do for you? How will it enhance your life? I can only speak from my experiences, but first, let's talk sponsorship. I will be adding the deets to the website soon, but I am starting a sponsorship program. If you would like to come on this podcast as a guest, I'm going to be outlining my sponsorship program over the next several weeks. Free Spirit Podcast is nearing 10,000 downloads, so it's a great opportunity to get the word out about your business. Listen, I figured out I'm a connector. 
I'm good at connecting the right coach, for example, with the right client. In fact, one of my guests had one of my listeners immediately sign up for her workshop after listening to her episode. So there you go. If you're a coach, have a spiritual or metaphysical business, etc., think about this upcoming program to reach the clients you want. I will tell you when everything is on the website. And in the meantime, check out freespiritpodcast.com for my digital services and products. Why make sacrifices? What will they do for you? How will they enhance your life? I learned a lot spiritually and metaphysically living in that camper. How to use crystals and sage spray to set boundaries and give positive energy how to let go of any beliefs about people who live in campers or campgrounds, because I was one of them. I was one of them. And I'll tell you something. I observed many different situations living there, and especially living there in the winter. I remember there was this man who would come out of his camper, and he was very nice. He was dressed in a suit. I would say maybe he was around 40, and he'd come out with his child. I'm intuiting this, but I'm guessing that he lost everything in his divorce and he was building himself back up. That was the sense I was getting because the child wasn't there all the time. There was a woman who had lived there for 15 years, and you could tell she was just saving for retirement. And that was her thing. She had a good job. She had a good job. She worked at, I think she worked at BMW or something. She had a decent job but she wanted to save for a better life later on. And she actually ended up moving to a farm. And except for the one neighbor, the crazy one I told you about, the campground owners only allowed reputable people. And again, that person got kicked out. I learned to value nature much more. We lived amongst deer, bear, and wolves. I learned that if my husband and I could live in a camper, we had a solid relationship that was worth more than material things or what people thought of us. That was a big deal to me because I was very rooted in, as you guys know, steeped in conditioning, you know, of a person should have this house and should have this much money. And I was very steeped in that conditioning. And after that, it broke every rule. And I really, really appreciated that. I recognized the signs from the universe all the time because of this experience in the camper, including a family of deer in broad daylight, peacefully walking down the campground road. When I was struggling with the decision, I still remember that day. I still remember that deer family. I had only seen it once in my entire time there and Craig had never seen it and he'd been there a year more than me. I met a mentor who listens to this podcast in the town near where we lived. And she's awesome. And I'm so glad she's in my life. We texted last night. In fact, I frequented two small metaphysical stores in the area. And most importantly, I gave myself the quiet time and space needed to be open to healing. I really feel this camper is where my healing journey began. And that is where I became strong enough to address a major past trauma. So you guys know that I did not address the past trauma until this year, but I felt that my body was getting, and my mind and my emotions were getting strong enough to deal with it. Now, you know, everything did not go perfectly at all, but at least I was strong enough to bring it to the surface and deal with it. So was that sacrifice spiritually worth it? Absolutely. Have things been perfect since? Absolutely not. You guys know that. But this major sacrifice has enhanced my life. 
helped me heal and grow. And I appreciate where I am in this moment, talking to all of you and the good life I have today. Where can you spiritually sacrifice in your life? How can you enhance your life with a large or even a tiny sacrifice? If you feel you want to better your life in any way, better yourself, and maybe you're not in a bad place. I mean, a lot of times I'll come on here and be like, if you're in a bad place, if you're in a bad place, maybe you're not in that bad of a place, but you just want to better yourself just a little bit. And I do. I'm working on things. I'm working on some things that you know, I need to think about with health. I need to make some big decisions and some big sacrifices with healing and health. Some of them are financial. This is what I need to do right now. Now, I'm not in a bad place in life. I'm actually in a good place in life. But I just need to make these sacrifices to just get in that better space. So I'm asking you, are you like me? Or are you in a place where you're just really not in a good place? What sacrifices can you make? to better yourself. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground. Mm -hmm.